So my name is Doug Padgett, uh, and in the spirit of Harvey Milk, I am here to recruit you. I would like you to come with us on a journey. I'd like you to travel with us. I'm a little nervous, not just after following such great orders, but speaking before lunch. I don't know if you know, there was a study done of parole boards, that parole boards that granted parole after lunch granted parole 60% of the time. Parole boards granted parole 0% of the time before lunch. That's a study that reminds us that our brains start to do something when we feel hungry. We become stingy, we become mean, we become different. It's true that if you're hoping for parole, have your parole hearing after lunch. People are different then. So I grant that this is a tough spot, especially when they started talking about lunch and a body, and a body break, which you could take. But I am here to recruit you by telling you a bit about what we did, telling you what we're going to do, and ask you to join us in your own way. Though We'll show a little video here that will just show some slides. In October, a group of us, including Jackie, including Samir, including Rod, including a number of people that uh, Genesis B that are here in this room, we traveled the country going from going 15 states to 31 different cities that all had congressional elections where there was a sitting Republican that we wanted to be voted out of Congress and be replaced by a Democrat. And our job was to travel the country and invite white evangelicals and other white Christians to participate in that vote and to help flip Congress. Now that might not sound surprising to you, but I gotta tell you, 50% and above of every white Christian denomination voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Not just evangelicals who did so at a rate of about 70%. So we thought, like all of you, well, in times of great turmoil, you don't do nothing, you gotta do something. So we raised money, recruited a team of more than 40 people, and got on a bus and lived on a bus for 36 days as we did event after event after event, traveling from Pennsylvania through the Midwest all the way out to California. And I learned a couple of things that I would love to invite you to join us on, and that is, this is a big country, and there are people all over it. Because we were only going to districts that were, had elected Republicans in 2016 and wanted them to elect Democrats in 2018, we only went to Republican districts. 16 of the 31 districts we went to flipped that seat. So now 16 of those people, now that's not just because of the work of us, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm glad about it, I'm glad you clap about it. It wasn't just us, we were being a little bit of Forrest Gump, just showing up in the right places at the right time. But what a lot of this was all about was inviting white evangelicals and other white Christians to join in the good work. You might know that nobody is ever shamed into goodness. It is God's kindness that leads us to repentance, my faith teaches me. And sometimes the kindest thing you can do is show up, look someone in the eyes like an old time of revival and evangelist, and ask them to join the cause. To do what they did when they started the whole innovation of an altar call, and that wasn't just to save your soul, it was to sign up to be a part of the abolition of slavery movement. So we traveled the country for 31 days in a bus and said, we'd like for you to help us flip Congress, and we tried to whoop up everybody that we could. We started on short notice, and we had a great time. And I will invite you to join us in 2020. We're going to do it again, but not just one tour. We're going to do a whole number of them, and we'd love for all of you to join us. And our message is... Like the book of Philippians reminds us, do nothing out of vain ambition or selfish conceit, but consider others as you work for the common good. 
That should apply to our vote as much as it does to our care ministries. That should vote to our vote as much as it does to how we live with each other. But you might know this. Most people don't vote. And most people don't ask anyone else to vote. Most of us are bad at talking about religion and politics because we never talk about religion and politics. And when you abandon that conversation, it turns it over. It's what I like to call the last 100 feet. I know a lot of people who are building, you know, 900-foot bridges over a 1,000-foot gap. They rile people up. We all do it. I'm part of those campaigns. I've done it much of my life. And get them right 100 feet from the other side of the bridge, or the other side of the chasm, 100 feet from getting across, and then let them be on their own. And I'm here to call religious leaders, church leaders, synagogue leaders, imams at mosques, to ask your people to participate in the vote. If we really think that we're going to lose our tax-exempt status because we won't tell the people of our congregations about the calling of our faith, then we are willing to say that we will be silenced for a tax break. And if you're willing to be silenced for a tax break, fair enough, be silenced for a tax break. But i got to tell you, it takes a little bit of punch out of it and turns you into a shadow boxer. So we ask people to travel the country with us whether you're going to travel virtually, or get on a bus, or get on a Harley, or get in a van, or get in a car, and ask, for, ask people to join you in voting with someone else's best interest in mind. Can you imagine a movement where we ask people to not walk into the voting booth and only vote for you, but to vote for one of the hundreds of millions of people who can't vote for themselves because they're not of the right age or because their past and their history doesn't allow them to vote, and you go and you vote with them in mind? That voting is not the selfish act. We should be asking people to vote sometimes against their self-interest for the common good of someone else. So our calling for you, our calling today, our calling in all of this, is to do what Jesus said when he was asked, what do you do about paying taxes to Caesar? And Jesus said, give to God what is God and give to Caesar what is Caesar's. We're called to live in both those worlds. Look, if voting is the only thing of charity and goodness and, self and, and common good that you do in the world, it's not enough. But if you're not going to vote for the people who make the laws and set the standards and perpetuate all the problems that we've heard so well articulated today, I think we're coming up 100 feet short. Can we finish that 100 feet? Can we ask a group of people to be leaders in that last 100 feet, to ask people to vote, to stop down-talking voting, start lifting it up, to stop down-talking politicians and start to meet them? So what we're doing is we're going to be training candidates at the federal level. Vote Common Good is going to work with Democratic and Republican candidates so that they'll be about the common good. We're going to train them in D.C. We're going to train them in their districts. We're going to hold a Common Good Voter Summit in November in Iowa to catch the attention of all the presidential candidates. And we're going to ask for all candidates to make common good the voting criteria of this country. Not your Republican impulse, not your independent impulse, not your Democratic impulse, but common good is your impulse. And we're going to say it to Republicans, and we're going to say it to independents, and we're going to say it to Green parties, we're going to say it to leftists like me, and we're going to say it to people that lean right. We're going to say it to everyone that the common good, because we have to change the verse, the verses one another into the us of one another. Change that V into a U. Make this not about me versus you, about my agenda versus your agenda, but about an us. And most people feel so left out of this process, no one's ever knocked at their door, no one's ever walked into their community, nobody's ever come into their place of faith, 
and ask them to join us. So I'd love to recruit you to join us. We're running a thing called Vote Common Good. I'll talk to you about it over lunch. We'll talk at another time. And then in 2020, when we start a tour all around the country again, because in 2020, senators are up for election, and you might know that there's going to be a presidential election. And if we're just going to try to turn out the same people and leave out all the people who feel so disillusioned, I think we've built a 900-foot bridge to get over a 1,000-foot chasm. So we'd love to have you join us in the last 100 feet. My name is Doug Padgett, and we'd love to have you join us in Vote Common Good. Thank you. Thank you.